Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I mean, if I'm walking in love, you don't have to write and say, Thou shalt not lie, bear false witness, and tell a lie on your brother, do you? I'm not going to lie. See, if I'm walking in love, I'm not going to break any command. I don't need any other commandment. I'm not going to break any commandment that was ever given to curb sin. Am I? I said, Am I? No, certainly not. Certainly not. Welcome to Rama for Today. In this program, Kenneth e. Hagan wraps up his teaching on the most important message you will ever hear. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth e. Hagan for today's message. All right, now look at Deuteronomy, the seventh chapter. And notice the 15th, And the Lord will take away from thee some sicknesses. Oh, well, if all sickness is taken away, then you wouldn't even be sick, would you? Would you? And we'll put, or a better translation would be permit, none of the evil diseases of Egypt which thou knowest upon thee, but we'll permit them upon all them that hate thee. All right. Now, see, that's what the Lord said to me uh, by the Spirit. I never heard anybody say it. He said, under the old covenant, and you can see that from these scriptures, I said to Israel, walk in my statutes, Keep my commandments, do that which is pleasing or right in my sight, and I'll take sickness away from the midst of thee, and the number of your days you'll fulfill. Now, nobody will argue with that. Amen? But now then, he said to me, paraphrasing that in New Testament language. All right, let's come to the New Testament. Let's come to John's Gospel, the 13th chapter. You'll never hear a more important message than what I'm preaching and teaching today. Did you hear me? I'm talking to believers, you understand. Of course, the sinner, the most important message he'll ever hear is a new birth. But see, I'm talking to Christians. No Christian will ever hear and has ever heard and will ever hear a more important message or teaching than what we're saying today. All right. You got your Bibles open to John's Gospel, the Gospel of St. John, the 13th chapter. Now notice, a new commandment I give unto you. A new, everybody say new. A new commandment I give unto you. What is this new commandment? That you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. How are they going to know? How All men, that means everybody in the world, everybody, everywhere, all men's all men. No. How are they going to know you're Jesus' disciples if you have love one toward another? Amen? I said amen. amen. Now then, see the Old Testament had its ten commandments. The New Testament has its one commandment. Now the minute you say that, because see we've been so religiously brainwashed instead of New Testament taught that somebody immediately speaks up, well you mean we don't have to keep the ten commandments? Certainly not. After all, if I'm walking in love, I'm not going to steal anything from you, am I? You don't have to write and tell me thou shalt not steal, do you? I mean, if I'm walking in love, you don't have to write and say thou shalt not lie, bear false witness, and tell a lie on your brother, do you? I'm not going to lie. See, if I'm walking in love, I'm not going to break any command. I don't need any other commandment. I'm not going to break any commandment that was ever given to curb sin. Am I? I said, am I? No, certainly not. Certainly not. Now then, let's just go ahead and prove that. Why don't we just prove that? I don't know about you, but I guess that's the lawyer coming out in. I always wanted to be a lawyer. 
Amen. God called me to preach. Amen. Well, let's turn over to Romans. What do you say? Romans. Now here you see Paul. We, we're going to read in the 13th chapter, but let's notice the very first chapter, first of all. Just see who he's writing to. See if this applies to us or not. Romans, notice that he addresses this letter to the Romans, to all that be in Rome. Now this is the seventh verse of the first chapter. You see the beginning of the letter. He addresses this letter to all that be in Rome. So read we call it the epistle of Paul the apostle to the Romans. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. So it applies to all that be in Miami, beloved of God and called to be saints. And it applies to all that be in Charlotte, North Carolina. We got folks here and there, beloved of God and called to be saints. And it applies to all that be in Peru. But we got folks here from Peru, beloved of God and called to be saints. And it applies to all that be in Panama City, Florida. We got folks here from Panama City, beloved of God and called to be saints. And wherever you are from, Amen. It applies to all beloved of God and called to be saints. That's us, isn't it? That's us. All right. Let's get over then to the 13th chapter. Let's start reading the 8th verse. Oh, no man anything but to love one another. There it comes right back to love. But to love one another. Now, you see, Paul wrote to Timothy. You remember Paul wrote to Timothy and said to Timothy, Timothy was a young minister, study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The word of truth has to be rightly divided. Now why? Because it can be wrongly divided. Now you see, you can take that out of its setting. Oh, no man anything said, see, you're not supposed to buy anything on credit. Not what it said at all. It's not what it said at all. Oh, no man anything but to love one another. If you'll read other translations and read to look up the original Greek, you'll find out what he's actually saying is this, that there is a debt of love that you'd owe to everybody and you'll never get it paid. Besides that, some of those folks try to tell you you're not buying anything on credit. They operate on credit themselves all the time. Because if you rented a house, you owe the rent every month, don't you? But really, you didn't get behind. You, as long as you make your payments, you don't owe anything. It just comes due. If you have your electricity turned on, you owe that every month. Well, you really don't owe it till it comes due, and if you pay it, are you following me? Same thing, if you buy something on the credit, you see you don't owe it till it comes due, and if you pay it, well, then you still don't owe it. Are you listening to me? And I know people, bless their darling hearts, young people, that wasn't gonna buy a house, you know, until they got enough money to pay cash for it, because the Bible said, owe no man anything, and they owed their apartment rent every month and they owed their electric bill every month, and owed their water bill, and they owed their, and they're paying that, and wasting the money that they're paying. Are you listening to me? It's done gone, when if they had a house, you know, at least you're building up some equity. No wisdom, no wisdom. I know of a minister, bless his heart. I remember the days of the voice of healing, I saw a lot of them fail like this. Here's this minister, got a good ministry going. He's got a, just rented offices. Well, of course, he pays that rent every month. So he bought, got up enough money, cash. He bought an area of a, a building and, and, you know, he could turn into an office building. So had it fine because, of course, he owed his utilities every month and all of that. 
but then they outgrew it, and so they need more space. So he's going to uh, build another office building because he can't expand anywhere he is, you see. And so he sold that, only gave, tell you the real truth about it, uh, uh, less than a million dollars and sold it for three million. Made good money. Of course, he's there a few years. Oh, four or five years maybe. A little longer than that maybe. Got three million. Now, he had some other land to build on, but he's not going to build because the Bible said, oh, no man anything. He's not going to build his office till he's got cash. So he rented the whole floor of an office building and used up his three million, gave it away when he could took the three million and paid down, got the rest of the office and built what he wanted to. Are you following me now? And acted stupid. Nothing in the world but ignorance gone to seed. Wasted God's money. No, you've got to have some sense as well as faith. Based it on a little isolated scripture. I mean, even if it did say that. An older minister said to me, I don't know about you, you, you young ministers could profit by this. I didn't go to Bible school. We, we have a training center. I would have gone if I could. But I was very studious. I would read sometimes all night long, night after night. And I got all the books, you know, because of my background of Baptist. I got books taught in Baptist schools, Moody Bible Institute, because they were fundamentalists, and I'm, I'm fundamentalist to begin with. Then after I got to Baptist the Holy Ghost, I got the books that were taught in full gospel schools, Assemblies of God, Foursquare. And, and I studied the same thing that they studied, the folks that got there. In fact, I was holding a meeting for a pastor, and we got to discuss it, a book that was taught in one of these Bible schools. And we discussed the book and he knew very little about it and I could just quote it page after page. And so uh, a couple of years later, because in connection with their Bible school, this school also had a high school. And so his wife was a school teacher and, and he left his church and was holding meetings and living in the metropolitan area and, and the school was there. And he could just preach for two years, I guess, in these full gospel churches in this metropolitan area and stay home every night. And so he went on holding meetings and she taught in the high school and he decided because see he's preaching at nighttime pretty regularly but he decided in the daytime he'd just take one refresher course there in the, in the school. And so they studied that book. Well he went back to pastor and I went back and held another meeting and so he thought I went to school. He, we got discussing this particular book again that this man had written and that they taught there. And so he said to me, where did you go to school? I said, I didn't go to school. I said, I just got the book and read it. Why, well, he said, that man taught that. I mean, the man that wrote the book taught it. You know more about the book than he does. <laughs> because I was very studious. And, and, and so then I took, a, I took also a, a course in, in homiletics from the Union Bible Seminary in New York City. And, uh, and just read constantly. You, know, you never see me. I pastored for 12 years. You never, never would see me probably if I didn't have a book in my hand. They call me a bookworm, just reading constantly. But uh, as a young man, I listened to the older ministers. After all, they've, they've been here for a while, you know. <laughs> Amen. Now, that doesn't mean that, 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 that everything they'd say, but I mean, uh, I heard one say one time, and, and he was 70-some-odd years old. He said, and he didn't, he didn't say it to me, you know, he said it to several ministers, but, but I, I heard it, and I got it, I never forgot it. He said, anything that's just found one time in the Bible couldn't be too important. Well, did you ever stop thinking about that? If it was a great importance, it would be mentioned over and over again, wouldn't it? 
Well, see, that's the only time you'll find that, oh, no man in the thing. And there are other things, see, that people put such great emphasis on that, that's not found. I mean, even if it didn't mean that, it couldn't be all that important, could it? If it was a major importance, wouldn't it be mentioned? Huh? Wouldn't you think so? Sure. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life, so visit us at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer. This package consists of two books and two CDs. The first is a book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Following God's Plan for Your Life. The next book is The Faith Food Daily Devotions for Winter by Kenneth E. Hagan as well. There's two CDs in this package, one by Kenneth W. Hagan entitled A Place Called There, and the other CD is by Lynette Hagan, You Can Have Success. All four of these items retail for $35.95, but we're offering them for the special price of $18.95. That's $16.95 in savings. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. For you that are in Oklahoma City area, we have Rama, Oklahoma City at 8921 Northwest Expressway in Oklahoma City. Yes. And, and it's a, you say, well, it's on Sunday night at 6, right? Uh, what I say is you can enjoy the weekend and then That's come right. experience Sunday morning on Sunday night at 6 p.m. Join us next week. Ken Hagen will start a new teaching entitled Forget Not. This will change your life. That's next week on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.